The NBA trade deadline has come and gone. The Raptors, a couple of small moves. They got rid of Dennis Schroeder, brought in good old Canadian boy Kelly Olynyk. The New York Knicks made a big move. We'll get into it right after this. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Raptors NBA podcast. We are your hosts, Alex Drobin and Andy Redding. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast already, please consider doing so. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Andy, we have 500 watch hours on our YouTube channel already, and it's thanks to everybody who's been watching and listening over the last month and a half. 500 hours of watch time is actually insane. Those are insane numbers. So thank you to all 72 of our subscribers. And the thank funny you. part about it is that most people who watch aren't actually subscribed just yet. So if you love the Raptors, if you love the NBA, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Andy, let's get into it. Kelly Olynyk, good Canadian boy, coming to the Raptors. You have some history with him. Kelly O, oh. my former opponent. Yes, your host of this podcast played against Kelly Olynyk. Now, some background. And to give you the full story, I'm from BC. I grew up in BC, played high school basketball there in grade, in grade 10. I sat on the bench all game as my team played against Kelly Linux team. And I I swear he was a lot shorter. I like I think he went through a growth growth spurt later on, but I've technically opposed him in basketball. Well, hold on a second. Did you get into the game when Kelly O was there or no? I played a lot of garbage time minutes. I was a I was an undersized center. Did not <laughs> see. We keep it real at the Raptors NBA podcast. We don't fib. Okay, he could have easily said that he was banging around down low against Kelly Olynyk, but no, Andy keeps it real. Okay, what do you think of him coming to the Raptors? Uh, the trade in general, giving up one of those first round, the worst of the first round picks they have. For him and Oche Baji, uh, it's weird. It's really weird. I think I like it. Uh, do, do the Raptors need Kelly O? No. Does he help? Maybe if they re-sign him. I think the Oche Baji part is the bigger part of this, where he could be a guy that grows into a rotation player for the Raptors. He's got some potential. He's a lottery pick. Or up the NCAA tournament a few years ago. I think that's where it is. I think the Raptors had too many draft picks this year. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Are you? Uh, I'm good with it. So here's what we gave up. The 2024 first-round pick. So that's 2024 uh, tw from the Thunder. Least favorable of Clippers, Jazz, protected top 10, Rockets, protected top 4. So this isn't going to be a good pick, regardless. Um, I'm fine with it. Uh Oh, Baja, here's the thing about him. So last year he put up uh he put up slightly better numbers than this year. He went um last year he averaged eight points a game, uh just over three assists. This year he's averaging what is he averaging? Six or sorry, five point four points a game, uh zero point nine assists, two point five rebounds. So I think it's gonna be difficult to find minutes for him. Now, here's the thing about Kelly O. I love the fact that. Obviously, he's Canadian. Love that. Love the fact that he's a veteran presence and will give a voice. That's something that Bobby Marks actually talked about just now. Bobby Webster. Bobby Webster, sorry. Bobby Webster talked about just now um, in the Raptors press conference. He basically said that it's a nice, calming presence. It's a veteran voice in the locker room. And this is what this team needs right now. There's a bunch of super young guys. 
that are all together. And someone like Kelly Olenek will probably bring that group a little bit closer together. Now, is he going to make a difference? I don't think so. Um, but I don't know. I think it's a good addition for now just to kind of see what we have on this team. And that's another thing Bobby Webster was talking about, like the future of this franchise, you know, what are the path that they're going on? They're trying to see if this group fits together, whether these young guys can play together or not. Um, I think it's a good addition. Yeah. And if they resign him, maybe he helps space the floor better for Scotty and gives him more room in the lane. Who knows? Yeah, it could. We yeah, need he's played 50 games this year, 8.1 points, five, uh, five rebounds, 4.4 assists. He's a quality big. Andy, let me ask you a question. Sturdy lad. How long has Kelly Olenek been in the league? It's the same age as me. It's 32. So he has been in the league for 12 years. No. no. 10 People... seasons. 10 Did seasons. You know... Came in the league when he was 22. 32. Gonzaga boy. This is a 10-year vet. This is a 10-year vet. I'm happy about it. And I'm also happy that he's Canadian. You guys know how I feel about it. I wish we got Andrew Wiggins. I wish we could get all the Canadian boys in the mix. Um, but anyways, okay. Next, we got rid of we got rid of Dennis Schroeder. It seemed like there was some overlap there with him and Emmanuel quickly, so I can understand the move. Although he's been playing pretty well, like he's had some up and down games. But I don't know. I feel a bit I feel a bit weird that the Raptors got rid of Dennis Schroeder. I thought he was a good fit on the team. What do you think? It's a weird trade because they got zero value back for him. They got Dinwiddie back and they cut him right away. Wait. So it's they couldn't have been more obvious that it is a salary dump of all salary dumps. Uh I'm a little disappointed. Could you not have got a second round pick for him? Could you not have got like a little value? He's got a decent contract. He's a good backup point guard, as we've said numerous times. Good backup. Absolutely. Uh, you think there'd be value there? A second round pick. It doesn't make sense, man. I thought I thought Dennis Schroeder was good on the Raptors. It's kind of upsetting. I know I like the guy a lot. Um short stint. Short stint for Dennis in Toronto. You know who had a shorter stint? Who? Spencer Dinwiddie, all of like 45 minutes. Yes. Yes. Uh honorable mentions. We have Otto Porter Jr. gone, Thaddeus Young gone. Thank you for your service, all three of them. Dennis Schroeder, Thaddeus Young, Otto Porter Jr. We appreciate it. Hopefully you have some nice things to say about the city, just like everyone else does. Uh, one thing I was a bit surprised about, Andy, yeah. was that the Raptors kept Bruce Brown. So apparently they had a, he had a bunch of suitors, but there was nothing good enough um, for Bobby Webster to trade him. What do you think of that? Yeah, the Raptors have the team option on them for next year, so they'll opt into that. So they still have them for another year. So they have time to trade them. Perhaps I would think that they weren't offered a first-round pick. If they were, they probably would have pulled the trigger. But you still have value in them. You can use them as part of a trade in the summer. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's better than trading them for a second-round pick, which would have given you zero value. It's disappointing, though. Yeah. Woj tweeted out the $23 million team option on Brown's 2024-2025 contract gives the Raptors a lot of options in the offseason. So you're right. Lots of options in the offseason there. And honestly, like, it's like another thing that Bobby Webster said. A lot of their movement was done a couple of weeks earlier, you know, um, earlier this month, obviously moving OG Ananobi, moving Pascal Siakam. So, like, I think the Raptors did a whole lot this, whatever, before this trade deadline. I like that we didn't sit around and let these guys leave for nothing. 
I like the whole thing overall. What do you think? What I will counter with that is the story of the deadline, the moves they've made, or the guys they have not traded away. They did not trade away Boucher today. Gary Trent Jr., there's not, nothing about him. Uh, yeah, Brown, still there. You think? I think they're going to just go with this rotation for the next whatever for the rest of the season and see what happens and kind of evaluate their players that way. I think we kind of know, you know, who those players are. So it's like, it is tough. Gary Trent Jr. is a difficult player to analyze. You know, like, what is he worth on the open market? Like, did he have any suitors? Like, I'm sure he did, but um, is he a better backup two on the Raptors? I don't know. Um Me- Maybe if Schroeder went for nothing, maybe that's the same with Gary Trent Jr. Maybe he has zero value as well. Maybe we're overvaluing our dudes again, as we often do. I don't think he has zero value, but I think, like, yeah, I think it's difficult to assess his value. Um, Okay, do we have anything else on the – oh, the Raptors beat Charlotte last night. I won a bit of money. Did Um, you? Yeah, yeah. I put 100 bucks down when the Raptors were, like, 10, 10 points in the hole. Nice. End up coming, you know, coming back, winning the game. It was pretty good. I, I wasn't even a big payout, <laughs> but but Raptors end up beating Charlotte. Um, Charlotte made a couple of moves as well, but I don't know. Did you watch the game? What'd you think of the game? Yeah, uh, it's it's a tough watch. Bad couple of bad teams. Uh, one cute takeaway I had was that Darko gave Dennis Schroeder the chain after the game, mm-hmm. and De- I don't think Schroeder had the best game on the team. Like, I think other guys were more impactful. So I wonder if Darko knew, like, hey, this could be his last ride with the team. I wonder if it was a little send-off. Yeah, probably. He, I feel like these guys know quite a bit. Um, It's funny because just just that kind of reminded me, Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart were on a podcast. I don't know if you saw this clip going around, but basically they were talking about when, when R.J. Bear got traded. Um, He just came into the room they were in Indiana. He came into like the breakfast hall or whatever, where, wherever they were eating. And he was like, Hey, I'm going to Toronto. And this was like a full day prior to the newsbreaker. I mean, like in the morning and the news broke a little bit later on in the day. So I feel like a lot of these guys may know something about it, but some of them just don't at all. You know, it's like, so it's a surprise to them in this case, because he got the chain, you know, he only had, he had 16 points in the game last night four rebounds, five assists. So like he had a pretty decent game, but um, probably because he knew, everyone knew that he was leaving, unfortunately. But yeah. I got so excited about Dennis in the beginning of the season. I know. So did I. We got wow. way too yeah. amped. Um, okay, Andy, next topic for you. Or sorry, do you have anything else on this? Uh, no. 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 Otherwise, this pod's going to keep going. I know you guys want to listen for like three hours straight, but – we got to move a little bit. Um, keep it moving. Keep it moving. Okay. Next topic here. I think the Knicks had an amazing trade deadline. Okay. So the Knicks acquire Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks. Piss and get Quentin Grimes, Malachi Flint, Evan Fournier, uh, Ryan, or whatever, how you pronounce his last name, Archidiaco, and two second round picks. How do you pronounce it? Do you know? Archidiacomo. Archidiacomo. Yeah. God, you're good. God, you're good. But. Boyan Bogdanovich, Alec Burks, that's a big 
addition to this Knicks team. Jalen Brunson at the one, Boyan Bogdanovich at the two, obviously OG and Anobi at the three, Julius Randle at the four, Mitchell Robinson at the five. Julius is injured, so who knows what's going to happen. But then off the bench, they have Josh Hart, Alec Burks, Dante DiVincenzo, Isaiah Hartenstein, Precious Achua, and Taj Gibson. Like, that is a really stacked team right now. Gritty. They play defense. They're legitimate contenders. You know, I think if Julius Randle comes back and he's a, he's healthy, even if he's like, whatever, 75 to 80% healthy, that's a contending team. What do you think of that trade? I, I don't know what the Pistons are doing. Like, you gave away Bogdanovich for... Devin Fournier, Malachi Flynn, and some second-round picks, and Quentin Grimes. Like, this is – that's nothing. Those are filler guys who don't play in the NBA. Sorry, Malachi Flynn. You're, you're not a rotation player. Uh, this is one of the biggest trade chips at the deadline, and the Pistons got nothing for him. This is why you are the worst team in the NBA, historically one of the worst ever. This is why, Detroit. What are you doing? Knicks with a fleece. Let him know. Let him know, Andy. Knicks with a fleecing. Also, do you know how good Bogdanovich has been this year? Nobody nobody really watches Pistons. He's averaging 20 points a game. Yes. He's averaging like 48% from three. It was a 48 or 42. Something like that, right? Great shooting numbers. It's not just like high volume. It is actual good shooting numbers. Hold on. Let's look this up. What are Bogdanovich numbers this year? Okay, so. Oh, wow. He's 34 years old. He is. He's 34 years old. Okay, so this year. 20.2 points a game, 3.4 rebounds, 2.5 assists. He's averaging 41.5% from the three. That's nice. 46.8% from the field. Like, this is exactly what the Knicks need. Exactly. Yeah, they're deep. They could, this trade could put them over the top and help them like into the third round, I think. The one thing I will say is that Quinton Grimes is a dog. So losing him, he is. He is. Yeah, he is. If you watch any Knicks games this year, he goes super hard at every possession, goes to the rim hard, plays really strong defense. That whole team is full of dogs, but I don't know. Quentin Grimes, um, is yeah, it's probably their biggest loss. I got a trivia question for you. Yeah. Who is Quentin Grimes' half-brother? Oh, you've said this before. You've, you've asked me this before. Who is it? Defenseman on the Canucks, Tyler Myers. Oh, yeah. That's so random. <laughs> that might be the most random thing that um, – I've ever heard. Okay. Yeah, that's the trade of the day, I think. That's the biggest pickup to me. Maybe what else did you like today? How about wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Andy, do you what, think no, that the Knicks else? can win the championship with this lineup? No. You don't I think, think so? into the I think they could be like a Raptors in 2016 where they get into the conference final and are pesky. I don't think they go into show. Do you? Uh I think if Julius Randle's healthy, I think they can, yeah. You can win a chip? I think they can, yeah. I think Jalen Brunson's been playing well enough. To be able to do that. The only thing is their injuries. Obviously, OG still injured as well. So it's like if they get those guys back together at full strength, which nobody's at full strength at the end of the year, no matter, you know, no matter what team you are, nobody's at full strength. But it's like, who do they have to go through in the East? The Celtics, right? And Bede's going to be back probably at what, 50, 60%? I don't care what anybody says. That injury is way too – that's a tough injury to come back from even to 75, 80%. I don't think Embiid comes back from that injury – um, very very well this year. So I think it's Knicks, Celtics. Can they beat the Celtics? You're just wow. you're just throwing aside the Bucks. The Bucks don't exist. They have two of the top ten players in the game. They don't exist, eh? I just think that the Bucks are confused. They just switched coaches. 
Uh, you know, I just feel like that whole thing is a mess. Dame's just sitting out random games. Um, Giannis is just getting angry at everything this season. You know, he cares. Giannis cares. But it, I don't know. I just don't think the Bucks are just quite there just because of the fact that everything is a mess over there. So I do think that it's – oh, and Middleton just got injured a little bit because KD stepped under him. Um, so I don't know how – I don't know if Middleton was back actually, but you never know with Chris Middleton because um, that was a pretty bad ankle injury. KD just stepped under his shot. I watched it live. He stayed in the game, and then he, like, left right away. And then KD was like, what do I do? <laughs> it's like, you know, like, that's the last thing you can do right now. That's an automatic flagrant. I'm shocked how high you are on the Knicks. I They're probably my favorite team in the East to watch right now. That yeah. is great at MSG, but. We have to, Andy, we have to go to a game in New York. Yeah, we do. Like, literally, are the can we actually look at the schedule? When we get off of this, let's look at the schedule and see if the Raptors are playing over there later this year. We have to go. You know, I've been there for the Elite Eight, I think. The the Elite Eight last year. Or sorry, the year before. No, last year. Game. Yeah, but never for like same. for a basketball game. I don't even care if we watch the Raptors. I just I just want to see, feel that MSG energy, you know? I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, okay, go ahead. What's your next thing? Okay. I potentially the second best pickup today, I would say correct me if I'm wrong, is Buddy Heald to the Sixers yep. for not much either. Furkan, Marcus Morris, second-round picks. Like, not much for a really great shooter. Like, that's a nice pickup for them, too. If Embiid's healthy, he's got another shooter around him. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Absolutely like that trade. Again, if they're healthy, like if Embiid is healthy, that's like a perfect addition for that team. You got Max at the top. Buddy Heel can shoot the ball. Obviously, you have Joel Embiid, who's been the best player in the league this year. If he comes back, that's that's another thing. I think, man, I think that this Joel Embiid injury is so sad, you know? I know. Like, it's so sad because I think they really had a chance to win the championship. And think about how much I made fun of you in the beginning of the season for saying that. But you were 100% right. Getting rid of James Harden, Tyrese Maxey's playing super well. And beat is having an MVP season, and then boom, he goes down. So, like, I think they're making the, these moves, uh, like, in, in this weird way where, like, they're making these moves to, to try to save something, but I don't think he's going to end up coming back nearly at full strength, you know? He might. The season is still two more months long. Like, he comes back in a month, rehabs it more. Could be could be in great come playoffs. Uh, but yeah, Buddy Heald, great move for the Sixers. They got rid of Mark, Marcus Morris, Perknock Formaz, Korkmaz, sorry. I liked, I've always liked Korkmaz for some reason. And three second round picks to the Pacers, like you said. Um, This is what this got me thinking about, is that the Pacers don't think they can even come close to winning this year. That's right? weird trade, isn't it? Why do you trade for Siakam and then trade away Buddy Heald? I don't get it. That's what I mean. I feel like Buddy Heald's been in so many trade rumors over the last couple of years that maybe it was just time to let him go. And maybe there's a bit of, you know, there's a bit of uh, an issue in the locker room there with him or something like that because he's one of the best shooters in the league. So just trading him away to the Sixers, you know, who are in the Eastern Conference, in your conference, like that's that seems kind of weird to me. But it's true, though. They might have thought about it. They, they can't compete. Marcus Morris, pretty good addition in terms of, you know, bringing that edge to that team. I don't know. Korkmaz, like I said, he's a serviceable backup, whatever, 3-4, whatever he plays now. 
Um, but yeah, I don't think they think they can win this year, which is a bit odd. Cork Moss might be my NBA doppelganger. I think I think he's got my game. Yeah, I agree. Better shoot than me. Um, I have a good one for you, which I think was an underrated trade of the day. I'm which sure you have this too. But the Wizards sent Daniel Gafford to the Mavericks for Rashawn Holmes and draft compensation. Gafford is a really good big man. I don't care what anyone says. I I know people aren't watching the Wizards right now, nor have they ever been watching the Wizards. But Daniel Gafford is a really good big man. Um, well, grabs a bunch of boards, uh, really good on defense, challenges shots, tries to go up and slam on people. Um, I think this was extremely underrated because uh, that's exactly what Dallas needs. It seems like it seemed like they need another big man. Derek Lively Jr. is playing really well, um, but he's on and off. I think he's been injured a little bit, but Daniel Gafford is nice. Um, yeah. What do you think? I'm not nearly as high on Gafford as you are. He's a good guy. He's good. Decent. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, sure. I like it. You'll doesn't, see. It's gonna make it's gonna make a big difference. I think doesn't move the needle for me. Also, didn't the uh, hold on the Mavs traded away? Go oh, Grant Williams, right? Yes, that's a weird trade. The Mavs are weird today. They traded away Grant Williams and attached a first round pick to him for PJ Washington. Grant Williams yeah. must have a project there. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it seems like people don't like Grant Williams that much, like his teammates. But in terms of that trade, I really like it. PJ Washington, that's another big. It seems like they're stacking up on their like you know fours and fives. Gavard's a four. PJ Washington is like a three four hybrid, so I think he's pretty good. I don't know. I really like what the Mavericks have done this year. They don't really, they don't need a guard like. That's what they needed. I think they needed a couple of serviceable big men, and Gafford's amazing. Uh, PJ Washington is good too. But Grant Williams, like I've always kind of liked Grant Williams. You know, yeah, I don't know. He's had a rough year, but like he was really solid on the Celtics for years. Grant Williams this year, forty-seven games, eight points, four boards a game. I don't know. If the Mavericks are fully healthy after these moves, how far do they go in the playoffs? It's a good question. Great question. Um, I don't know. With Luca, you never know. I feel like they could easily make the conference finals with Luca, but if they come into Denver, um, that's going to be tough for them. I don't know. Like, can they beat OKC? What's a better team, OKC or Dallas, right now? OKC out of Gordon Hayward. If he can stay healthy, that's a nice shooter for them. Yes, that's that was my next thing that I was going to mention. So, Gordon Hayward goes to OKC. Um, he was on Paul George's podcast not too long ago. And the way he was talking about coming back from that injury, um, it just made me it made me feel kind of sad for him just because it's like so difficult to come back from a major, major injury like that. And he just snapped his leg. And then, you know, you don't really feel the same for the rest of your career is what he said. And Paul George agreed because they had almost, almost the exact same injury. Um, Paul George bounced back a lot better though. Yeah, Paul George bounced back a lot better. But I think Gordon Hayward had it when he was older. So that's another thing. But I think that's a really good addition. Like Gordon Hayward still puts up numbers. Like if he's if he gets you one on one, for the most part, he's gonna score the ball. Um, so I don't know. I think that's a really good pickup for OKC. Does that do enough for them? Probably not. I think they probably needed another big man other than your boy Chet. One of the most dynamic big men in the game that they already have. 
I think that Dallas will beat OKC in a series. The Western Conference playoffs are going to be so much fun. I'm not as excited for the Eastern Conference, but the West, just stacked teams. You know why? It's because the Eastern Conference seems like there's a bunch of boring teams that we've had, you know, sitting around for so long at this point. Milwaukee with Giannis, like obviously Dame's new, but like we've seen Dame for so many years. Um, You know, like then obviously you have the Heat. Nobody ever knows what's going to happen with the Heat, how far they're going to go. But it's still like kind of a boring team, right? Yes. Like – and the Celtics are nice. I love the Celtics. The Celtics might win the entire thing if Porzingis is healthy. The Celtics are really fun to watch, um, but they're probably the only team that I'm excited for in the Eastern Conference, you know? But in the West, you have all these new young teams that are coming up, like OKC. Like, nobody's tired of Luka yet. Um, well, some people are, actually. But Timberwolves. <laughs> I'm not. Sorry? Timberwolves. Even the Pelicans play the picture. Yeah, seeing Denver go back to back would be great as well. That'd be awesome. So there's a lot of stories, and then and then you have the Lakers as well, right? Who knows what's gonna happen there? LeBron's pissed off. I I don't even know what LeBron's gonna do right now. Like he might just he might just sit out the rest of the season. Who knows? <laughs> Lakers not make a move today? No, I don't think so. But I saw this thing. It ended up being fake. But like I screenshotted it and took it down, and I was just glancing super quick because I was working. But D'Angelo, it looked like D'Angelo Russell and Torian Prince and first round pick were traded for Zach Levine. I got so excited, but obviously it was a it was a fake story because I looked at it afterwards before we hopped fake on the pod. Yeah, fake. You know, well, that could have been a trade before Zach Levine got injured, but uh, I might have canceled their plans. How do you think the Raptors are going to finish? Are the Raptors making the play-in? Are they making the playoffs, or are we just going to be just a horrendous team for the rest of the season? Is that a serious question? Yeah, serious question. Do you think that? <laughs> Do you think they could try to pull it together somehow and try to sneak into the play-in? You're you're joking with me. I'm asking you. You're thinking this is even a hot topic? No, they are worse off today than they were yesterday. Uh, they're going to get worse. They're going to be a bottom, hopefully bottom six team, so they get their draft pick, but. Just give – start Grady every game, play him 30 minutes. Let guys grow. I don't know. What do you think? You obviously think there's a chance. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just hopeful. The way that they were playing against Charlotte last night, I was like just – I'm like this is horrendous. Like the Raptors are 12th in the East right now. The only teams that are worse than the Raptors are the Hornets, Wizards, and Pistons. Like the yeah. Nets have a better record than the Raptors. Nets are 20 and 30. Raps are 18 and 33. Surprised the Hawks didn't make a move either. Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer had this amazing piece. He's talking about how the Hawks should consider trading uh, Trey Young over DeJounte Murray because there's a bigger trade market for Trey Young as opposed to DeJounte Murray. They could have got something back and then DeJounte would have blossomed. He compared it to when Tyrese Halliburton and um, uh, what's his name? De'Aaron Fox. We're on, we're on that Sacramento team. And then they thought the Halliburton was probably a little bit better, but they traded him because he had more of a trade market. So I don't know. I was looking for the Hawks to do something, but they didn't. The Bulls didn't do anything, really. Um, yeah, the Bulls hold on. I guess they just want to be in the plan. Yeah. And then in the West, like, what even happened in the West? That was, that was too crazy. Nothing. By the way, side note, the Clippers might win the NBA championship. Stop. Nope. You know no. what? I am like on Kendrick Perkins's team on this one. 
they look so good. I, they lost last night, but like they're amazing. Um, I think when all three of those guys are going, they're just like um, impossible to stop. You know, why is the mess we've seen him since he's been with the Raptors? So yeah, it is nice. Absolutely, I, I think he's fifth. He's got the fifth best odds for MVP right now. I still wouldn't take them over the Nuggets to get out of the West. I'd still take OKC ahead of them. Also, with that team, we're always thinking about what's going to happen in terms of injuries. You know, don't say that. Don't say it. All right, Andy. Anything else? Uh, no. I think that's the deadline on our podcast. Deadline, baby. All right, sign off for the people. The trade deadline is over, but we are not done at the Raptors NBA podcast. We'll be back next week for more Raptors content. Subscribe, listen, share us via word of mouth to your friends, and unsubscribe from every other podcast. W-O-M. Word of mouth, baby. Good night.